Okay, guys, so we're at the bottom of Chaf Vav Amud Bet. We are going to do the first Amud of Chaf Zayin Amud Aleph. Uh, it says like this Rebuda Omer Adar Basha'ot. Rebuda holds that you can dive in Shakrit until four hours. So if the, the day in theory is sunrise is at six, he says you can dive in until 10, uh, 10 o'clock. Six to seven to eight to nine to ten. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Um, but the Gemara asks, Let's ask of it. Ad va'ad bichlal. Is it that, is until four hours, until the fourth hour, the beginning of the fourth hour? Or is it until the fourth hour, including the fourth hour? This is a famous idea of ad va'ad bichlal or ad velo ad bichlal. Or dilma ad velo ad bichlal. Or is it until and not including that hour? So it says, Tashma, come and hear a proof. Rebuda Oimer. So basically, is it three hours or is it four hours? Hello, is Tashma, Rebuda Oimer. Ad Plaga Mincha. You've got until Plaga Mincha to Davin Mincha. Now remember, Plaga Mincha was an hour and a quarter before sunset. So when Rebuda says you've got until Plaga Mincha, does he mean until the beginning of Plaga Mincha or the end of Plaga Mincha? Now, if he held it's the end of Plaga Mincha, then that's sunset. And then there wouldn't be a machloket between Rabbi Huda and Chachamim. And that's what the Gemara says. I amart, if you said Bishlom, it's reasonable, ad velo ad bichlau, that it's until and not including, hainu de ika, bain Rabbi Huda l'rabonin. This is the machloket. There, there is something to argue about or a difference, rather, between Rebuda and Rabbonin. Because Rebuda says it's until the beginning of Plaga Mincha, but not including Plaga Mincha. And Rabbonin says it's until the end of Plaga Mincha, i.e. sunset. But if you say, ad that it's actually until and including. So then, next page, Rebuda, Hainu Rabbonin. Rebuda is Rabbonin. Meaning there's no machloka between the two. And we know there is definitely a machloka between the two. Ela my must be ad velo ad bechlauts until and not including. Um, and therefore, according to this, you've actually got until the beginning of the fourth hour called Rebihuda, which is, would be nine o'clock to Davin. Um, I'm a safer though, the Gomorrah brings from the Mishnah, Vishal Musafim Kolayom. You can daven musaf the whole day. Now, guys, we need this is going to be quite tricky, so let's concentrate. Vishal musafin kolayom. You can daven musaf the whole day according to the rabbonin, according to chachamim. Rebuda oimer. Rebuda says ad sheva shaot until seven hours. You've got until seven hours. Vetanya and it says in a brighter hayulafanav shteit filot. You've got in front of you two tfilot to daven. You've got one Musaf to Davin and one Mincha to Davin. So you've got both options. You've got both in front of you. You first Davin Mincha and then you Davin Musaf. So you've got a choice. You ha- they both can occur at the same time. So first you Davin Mincha and then you Davin Musaf. And this was, I remember, we had a whole discussion between Jacob, I think, and Eli and others of what is beneficial and and the reason why you daven mincha first is because shezot tadira v'zo ena tadira 
because this is common and the other one's not common, meaning it's more common to daven mincha than musaf. Musaf is only daven once a week or in Rosh Chodesh, like today, or the Yom Tevim. So mincha is common, and therefore when you've got two simultaneous things in front of you, do the more common one first. For example, talus and tefillin, put on talus first because you put on talus on Shabbos. So, Rebuda Oimer mit palosho musaf. No, you daven musaf first. mincha, and then you daven mincha. Um, now, why is it? Why do you daven musaf first? because this mitzvah is passing, and this one isn't passing. Meaning musaf, you only have until seven hours to daven, and mincha, you only have and you have not until plaga mincha to daven. So you got more time to daven mincha. So do the one that's more urgent that might pass now. If you say that Rebuto, when he says until he means until and including Hainu de Mishkachat Lohu, then it can come out that you find Shtait Filot Badadi Adadi, that two Tfilot can be together, meaning Mincha and Musaf. Because if you say that you have until add seven hours to Davin Musaf, then you've got until seven hours, including seven hours. And then you can find a time in the day where for half an hour you could daven mincha and musaf. Because mincha you can only daven from six and a half hours. So if you say that Rebuta says until seven hours includes seven hours, then there's an overlap of half an hour. But if you hold that it doesn't include the seventh hour and it's only the sixth hour, ad velo ad bichlau, then you don't have a point where mincha over overlaps with uh, Musaf because min, Musaf can only be until the beginning of the seventh hour which is the sixth hour the end of the sixth and Mincha only starts at six and a half hours so it's impossible to have both them together must be Rebuto when he says until Ad then it must be until and including so that answers up the Sefer regarding Mincha and, uh, and Musaf but now we go back to our original problem of Plaga Mincha then it's no Machloket between Chachomim and Rabbi Yehuda. So we said like this. Ela i amart ad velo ad bechlau heikimishkachet lu chayt vilot badari adari. How can you find mincha and musaf together? Kaven de achala shom mincha. Once mincha comes, which is at six and a half hours, azala la shom musafim. Musaf is already gone because it ended by the beginning of the seventh hour, i.e. at the end of six. So therefore you can't be it together. Ela my ad ad bechlau. It must be that you've got until and including. Kasha Raisha though. Then the Raisha which brought up Plaga Mincha is a problem. My Ikabain reviewed and Rabbonin. What's the Makloket? What difference is there between reviewed and Rabbonin? This is a big problem. So now we say like this. To answer up this amazing problem. Mi Savart. Do you really hold Daha Plaga Mincha Plaga Kamar? That when we say you've got until Plaga Mincha to Davin Mincha for Rabbi Yehuda, do you really think it's the last half? It wasn't. Ka'amar. Plag Rishona Ka'amar. It's the first half. Vahaki Ka'amar. And this is what Rabbi Yehuda means that you have until Plaga Mincha to Davin. Aimat Nafik Plag Rishona. When is it that the first half goes out? Va'ayo. Plaga and the second half comes in. Mikhi nafki yud alef shaot 
Kasirivia, when uh, 11 hours less a quarter, i.e. 10 and a three quarters hours, goes out. So meaning like this, you know, we can either say the, the cup is half full or half empty, right? It's all a matter of perspective. So when we said that Mincha Katana, the small Mincha, which is from 10 and a half hours, sorry, 9 and a half hours till 12 hours, which is 2 and a half hours. Uh, is that right? No. Uh, yeah, 2 and a half, 9 and a half, 2 and a half hours, yeah. Um, when we said you've got, Mincha Katana is divided into two halves. So when we said you've got until Plaga Mincha to Daven, we mean the end of the first half, which is at 10 and 3 quarter hours in the day. We don't mean at the end of the second half. And therefore there is still an argument between Rabbi Yudah and Chachomim. Rabbi Yudah says you've got until uh, 9 and 3 quarter hours to Daven. Um, sorry, 10 and 3 quarter hours to Daven. And Chachomim say, no, you've got until uh, sunset to Daven. And you also have a part in the day which overlaps between uh, Mincha and Musaf, all according to Rabbi Yehuda. So when, it, when we say Ad, we mean until and including that hour. So it will be until four hours, including four hours. Okay, next part of the Gemara. Amar Nachman Af Ananami Tanina. We've actually got a bright a, a Tanoid source to prove what we just said. Rebuda ben Baba Hayid Chamisha Devarim Rebuda ben Baba testified to five things. Meaning he, he, he said five halachot and those five halachot are mentioned in Mesechta Aidiot which are very important Mishnayot because if they were testified against meaning it means it's very strong. And they were included in a Mesechta in Mishnayot, and therefore they, they hold a lot of weight. So there were five things that Rabbi Yudah ben Baba testified. Shemamanin et haktana. That you, uh, you do miun for the haktana. Uh, now, um, to try and explain this quickly, um, miun. Miun means refusal. Um, so there's a, the, a, a father is halakhically able to marry off his young, his daughter, who's under bat mitzvah. He did this for different reasons, to protect her, to give her a livelihood, to help her marry somebody and, uh, you know, keep her out of harm's way. There were real, obviously le legitimate reasons to marry off such a young girl. But once the father died, then you aren't, there was nobody able to marry off the young girl, the young under bat mitzvah girl, um, and yet it was still important, so they allowed the mother or the older brother to marry her off. Um, but because it's not a Doraita uh, uh, marriage, uh, they gave the option that if she wanted to, if this daughter wanted to, she could refuse the marriage before she becomes a majority, which could be but, but, uh, before her bat mitzvah, if I'm not mistaken, or uh, bat mitzvah and, um, a little bit after her bat mitzvah, and she has the opportunity to refuse. Now, she might have been married to him for six months, a year, whatever, but because it was a rabbinic marriage, if she refuses to continue being married to him, it uproots the whole thing, and she was never married to him. And you don't need a divorce document. So there were five things that were testified in by Rabbi Yudah ben Baba, and one of the things were that 
you in one, and this is a machloket, that in one case you encourage the daughter to do miyun. And what is that? It's a bit complicated, guys. It's when you have two brothers married to two sisters. So there's an older brother and an older sister um, who are married, and you've got a, a brother who's an adult married to a younger underbad mitzvah daughter. Now, um, if the and the father died of the two daughters, so if the if the 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 older brother passes away, now he's halachically was married to the older sister. The older sister's Doraita married to him, and now without children she has to do yibum or or chalitza. The the brother, the younger brother or the second brother now needs to either marry her or do chalitza. But he can't marry her because she, because her sister is married to him. And you're not allowed to marry two sisters. Even rabbinically, even if they only are married like the younger daughter is married rabbinically. So in order to uproot this rabbinic marriage and allow Yibum to take place or Chalitza to take place between the, the, the remaining brother and the older sister... So they encouraged the katana to um, uh, to refuse the marriage and 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 stop it. And that was a testimony from Rabbi Yudah ben Baba. Another testimony is that that normally you need two witnesses to testify that a woman is a that a woman's husband died and therefore she can get married. But the the rabbis allowed it that you can rely on one witness to make sure that she doesn't mm-hmm. remain in Aguna, somebody that's trapped and tied down, and she can marry somebody even with one witness. Um, another case was about a, a rooster that killed a child by pecking at his skull, and, uh, and the, the, the bird, the, the rooster, was killed. And even though the Pasugani talks about a shore, an ox that is killed for killing a person, nevertheless, you see from there, here, that it includes any animal. Al Sharaget Hanefesh, that this rooster killed uh, somebody and therefore was killed. And another testimony was that in order to be fitting for a wine, uh, for the altar, the wine needs to be. Uh, old wine, matured wine, and if it is a if it's under forty days, then it's not considered mature. But if it's more than forty days, then it is considered mature. And that was a, one of the testimonies here: is that even forty day old wine, not forty years, forty day forty day old wine is considered old enough to be offered on the altar. And also the other testimony was that the morning sacrifice was brought during four hours, which is like Rabbi Huda, that you can bring the korban until four hours, the end of four hours, and you can daven shachrit until the end of four hours. From here we see, from the language of in four hours, you see that it is a... It is uh, inclusive of the fourth hour, Shmamina. We conclude from this. And by the way, now we're going to see how we have Paskin. Amar Rav Kana, Halocha Kreb Yehuda. The Halocha is like Reb Yehuda. Why do we Paskin like Reb Yehuda, who's a Yachid, against Chachomim, who's the Rabbim? You normally go according to the majority. 
Normally you would say daven till midday. It says because the this this halacha that you go until the fourth hour is taught like Rebuda in the Bechirta, in the chosen Mishnayot, which are the Mishnayot of Adiot, which have a lot of strength to them. And therefore, if it's in Adiot, you generally paskin like Adiot, even though it's not the majority opinion. Now we're going to um, uh, go into this a bit, that it says that on the, that on the Korban, the morning offering, uh, you, that was brought during the fourth hour. Now, man tanelahadnan, who taught this teaching? Vacham Hashemesh Venamas. That when it came to the manna, the man that fell in the desert, it says that you would come out and you'd go out to collect it Baboker Baboker in the morning and the sun and Vacham Hashemesh the sun got hot and it melted the manna. Um, where, and that happened during the fourth hour. Now, that means that before the fourth hour, i.e. the end of the third hour, that's when you, it's considered boker in the morning. And therefore, you should only be able to daven shachrit in the morning, which is until not the fourth hour, because by then it's already melting, but by the third hour, the end of the third hour. Is it four hours according to Rabbi Huda or six hours according to Chachamim? When was this manna melting? Because it says Baboker, it, it was collected in the morning. It says in the heat of the day, that's by Avraham in Parashat Vayera, that, that's when he was recovering from his Brit Milah, there you see that at the heat of the day, whatever it is, it's not the heat of the sun, it's at the heat of the day. So wherever you are, the hottest part of the day would be at midday. That's six hours. What must you say is uh, that the sun was hot and it melted the manna. It must be when it's four hours um, during the fourth hour. Money. Who is this opinion that holds? that it was melted already, it was starting to melt by the end of the third hour, and um, therefore you could only, you should only be able to dive in Shachrit until the end of the third hour. Lo Rebuda velo Rabbonin, it's not Rebuda or Rabbonin, e Rebuda, because if it's Rebuda, ad arba sha'ot, namit safrahu, then until four hours is the morning, he holds it's four hours, not three hours. Who ira bonen, and if we said the rabbis ad chatzot namit safrahu until midday is also morning because they say you can daven in the morning until midday or because the korban was brought until midday. E bait aima if you want we could say is Reb Yehuda. E bait aima rabbonen we could also say as rabbonen. How so? E bait aima rabbonen if you want to say as rabbis amakra baboker baboker it doesn't mean only the morning it means you went out early in the morning to collect the manna and how do you get two bokers two mornings you divide it into two mornings so you got six hours of morning time from sunrise to midday and you divide it into two and that means six hours divided into two is two three hours each so at the end of the third hour that was when uh, that's when the manna started melting but you could still daven boker until midday. And also this you could answer to Kona Rebuda. Hi, boker, this double boker, 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 yetaira, 
is additional to bring it a bit earlier to not the fourth hour but the third hour. So really, boker is until the fourth hour. Boker, 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 boker is until the end of the third hour. The kuli alma miyav nevertheless everybody holds v'chama shemesh v'namas ba'arba shaot that during the fourth hour the sun was melting the the manna. My mashma, how do you know that v'chama shemesh v'namas is the fourth hour? Amar Rabbi Acha bar Yaakov amakra v'chama shemesh v'namas aizehi sha'ash shemesh cham that the sun is hot v'atzeltzonein but it's the shade is still cool. It's not. The day is not hot yet, only the sun's hot. So if you find shade, then you find. But if the day's hot, even the shade will be warm. You would say that that's in the fourth hour, it already gets hot, that it's, it's hot in the sun, but still cool in the shade. Okay, so this little piece, so the first piece we did um, was the concept of Adva Ad and clarifying Rabbi Yehuda's opinion of four hours and Plaga Mincha. The second little piece we discussed was this idea of, um, of uh, four hours and how we paskin like Rabbi Yudha and that this, to correlate this pasuk about the manna melting in their fourth hour and explaining how that still works even according to Rabbi Yudha and Rabbonin. Okay, now, Tfilada Mincha Ada Erev. You can daven Mincha until the evening. Amalei Rav Chista, um, I haven't left anything out right. Over there we said that the halacha is like Rabbi Yehuda Bashachrit because that Mishnah is taught in Adiot that it says that the korban of the Tamid in the morning was brought until the end of the fourth hour. But what about Mincha? How do we paskin regarding Mincha? Do we paskin like Chachamim, you can daven till Eve, till the sunset? Or do you, daven like, do you paskin like Rabbi Yudha that you can daven until uh, Plaga Mincha? Ishtik. So it was, so Rav Chista said to Rav Yitzchak, and, uh, and he didn't have an answer. Rav Yitzchak didn't have an answer. He didn't say anything. So Rav Chista says, Nechzi anamida Rav. Let's go look at what Rav does. Mitzali shall Shabbat be'erev Shabbat. Rabbi, Rav davened Mincha of Erev, sorry, Mariv of a Friday night. He davened Mariv be'erev Shabbat mi be'od yom. While it was still daytime, before sunset. So what do you see from there? That you can daven Mariv before sunset, which means you daven Mincha before Plaga Mincha. Because otherwise, why would he daven Shabbos early? Shmamina halacha Yudah. We learn from here that Rebbe, we the halacha is like Yudah. So the Gemara argues, no, Adarab on the contrary, midarab Huna Rabbonin. We see elsewhere that Rab Huna and Rabbonin lo havi mutzalu ad urta. They wouldn't daven until um, Shkia. Shmamina ain halacha Yudah. From the rabbis and Rab Huna. You can see that the halacha is not like Rabbi Yehuda because they would only daven after Shkia. So Hashata de lo itmar hilchata. Now that we didn't say the halacha is like anybody, is it like Rabbi Yehuda? Is it like Chachomim? Lo kamar velo kamar. It's not like master. And it's not like a master. Da avad kamar avad v'da avad kamar avad. You can do either. And this is one of I don't know. Maybe one of the very few places in Shas. 
that it says you can choose what you want to do, and we, the Gemara actually doesn't paskin. Meaning, since Rav, it seems, davened Mariv after Plaga Mincha, which means he davened Mincha before Plaga Mincha, and Chachomim didn't, means you can do like Rabbi Huda, or you can do like Chachamim. Um, what does that mean? It means, and this is a machloket in Achronim and Rishonim, um, some say, like the Shulchan Aruch, to my knowledge, that you have to pick. If you daven mincha before plaga mincha on a daily basis, then you can daven mariv after plaga mincha. But if you don't, then you should daven mincha before shkia and daven mariv only after shkia. Now you can daven earlier mincha, but you can only daven mariv after shkia. Um, whereas other opinions hold you don't have to take on one way. You can actually chop and change on a daily basis. Luck meaning. If it suits you, you can daven before Plaga Mincha, Mincha, and after Plaga Mincha, Mariv. And the next day you could daven Plaga Mincha, after Plaga Mincha, Mincha, and then after Shkia, Mariv. But you shouldn't do both together. You shouldn't do Tartit, Satra. You shouldn't daven Mincha after Plag, like Rabbi Yehuda, and Mariv, um, sorry, like Chachomim, and Mariv before Plag, like Rabbi Yehuda. Because then you're going like to opposing opinions at once. Nevertheless, the minag, interestingly, is is that if need be to make sure you got a minion, you are allowed to daven mincha and mariv, both between plaga mincha and mariv. It's not ideal at all, um, and it's only in pressing situations. Um, but a lot of shuls actually do it today. Big shuls that uh, you know that daven mincha after plaga mincha and mariv before shkia. Okay. Um, but if you daven alone, you should definitely daven shki, only mincha, mariv after shkia. Okay, so it says like this. Um, uh, Rav ikla lebei geneva. Rav visited b'nei lebei geneva. V'tzali shal shabbat be'erev shabbat. And he davened mariv on Friday afternoon. V'havi metzali rabbi yirmiya bar abba lachurai. And rabbi yirmiya bar abba was davening behind his rabbi Rav. Okay, can you picture the Rav was davening by the wall and Reb and uh, Rabbi Yirmiya Bar Abba was davening behind him. The Rav. V'siyam Rav and Rav finished his Amida. V'lo paskei letzlutai the Rabbi Yirmiya. But he wouldn't take four steps back. He wouldn't take, sorry, three steps back or walk back to his place rather because in, it was in line of Rabbi Yirmiya. And uh, the Gemara is going to learn three things from this. Shmami Natslat. We learn three halochas from Rav's behavior and Rabbi Yirmiya's behavior. Shmami Namit Pala Adam Shal Shabbat Be'er Shabbat. You're allowed to have an, an early Mariv on Erev Shabbos. Why? Because it's a mitzvah doraita to bring in Shabbos as early as possible. So therefore, we allowed you to daven Mariv already during the daytime, as long as you daven Mincha before Plaga Mincha, like Rabbi Yehuda, and that's what Rav did. But it was more an exception that you can, because of the adding on to Shabbos, that's why we daven early. And this is very common in Israel and the Northern Hemisphere, that you have something called early Shabbos, where you daven Mincha before Plag and Mariv after Plag, ideally, and then you can bring in Shabbos um, early, Otherwise, if the sun sets so late, you land up only saying Kiddush much later. Okay, so that was one thing we learned here. And we also learned that it's not disrespectful for a student to dive in behind his rabbi. Because that's what he did. 
Ushmamina asulavor kenegramit palalim. You're forbidden to pass before somebody who's davening, um, and that's why Rav didn't do that. Now, there are two possible reasons uh, amongst the Rishonim and Achronim as to what the reason is why you can't walk in front of somebody davening. The one is it's more like more kabbal, more like like a spiritual that Hashem is in front of the person and it's it's not right to walk in front of that link between them and Hashem. I think that's one explanation. And the other explanation is um, to not be disturbed, meaning you mustn't disturb the person by walking in front of them. And nafkamin, a practical ramification of this would be what if the person dies with his eyes closed or he follows closely in a sitter. So you walking in front of him doesn't disrupt him. Nevertheless, there is this you know, you're walking in front of him who is dubbing to Hashem. Um, never there. Okay, so, Messiah Leila Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi. This supports Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi. The Amar Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi. Asu lavor kenegadami palalim. And this supports Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi. You said it's forbidden to pass before somebody who's davening. In is the so. Vaha Rabbi Ami, Rabbi Asi, Chalfi. Rabbi Ami and Rabbi Asi, they would walk in front of each other when they davened. Rabbi Ami and Rabbi Asi, Chutzla Arba Amot, Hudachalfi. The Rabbi Ami and Rabbi Asi, they would walk in front of each other, but they would only walk outside of four Amot from each other. So that, uh, so about two meters. So again, this could explain this. Maybe this could suggest there's more like a metaphysical thing that within four Amot, Hashem's presence is there, and therefore you shouldn't walk in between that presence of you and Hashem. Or it could be maybe that only walking within four amot of somebody would disrupt them. But it makes more sense that even if you far from a person but walking in front of them could distract them, then it doesn't matter if you four amot or further. And to my knowledge, we try and be strict uh, to not walk within four amot of somebody or to not walk in their line unless something is separating them, um, uh, like a table or a stand or something like that. Um, that definitely applies if to walk in front of them four amot. Rabbi Yirmiya, Haki Avid Haki. How could Rabbi Rabbi Yirmiya do this? Didn't Rabbi Yudamarav say Loilam Al Yitpala Adam? A person should never daven Lok Neged Rabbo Velok Achor Rabbo. Not in front of his rabbi and not and not in line with his rabbi because that shows they're almost the same and not behind his rabbi. Um, Vatanya. Rabbi Eliezer, Omer Amit Palacho Rabbo, Vanoitin Shalom Rabboi, Vamachse Shalom Rabbo, Vacholek Al Yeshivato Shalom Vaomer Davar Shaloshma Mipi Rabbo, Gorm Leshchina Leshchitilak Misrael. So we're going to continue with this next next time. Um, but uh, but the question is, how could Rabbi Yirmiyah Abba do this? Because it seems that you're not allowed to pass before your uh, to daven behind your rabbi. And we're going to see why he did. Okay, guys, big shkach. Thank you.